Welcome to another episode of the TOA On Air podcast. At TOA, our mission is to help people, organizations, and the planet become future-proof. Our T stands for technology, but it is not features, but the relationship between technology, work, and life that we seek to explore. And we'll give you context around the latest trends so you can make better decisions moving forward. We are excited to present the following conversation between Nico, the founder of TOA, and his guest, Sandy Zanini. Sandy is a spokesperson for the anonymous NFT collective Hakatao and communications director at Zanini Arte, an art gallery specializing in old masterpieces and contemporary art since 1901. In this episode, Sandy gives insights into the OG crypto art collective Hakatao, how they engage with feedback and collectors, and the recent NFT collection with Blondie. Sandy also discusses Hakatao's relationship to the current market and crypto space, as well as upcoming projects. We hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we do. Welcome to another episode of the Tour On Air podcast. And I'm joined today by Sandy Sanini, who is a spokesperson for the anonymous Hakatao Group, which is an artistic collective, I believe, of two people that has sold over 4,000 NFTs, at least that's the last I heard, with a value of more than 12,600 ETH. And for those who don't want to do the math, that is at current prices in the bear market, close to 20 million euros. So a very successful group uh, in the NFT art space. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sandy. Thanks to you for the invitation. So let's start with you know, maybe if you don't mind, just, you know, you, you, we were just talking about it, you know, the kind of the the, the need or the desire uh, and the choice of Hakatao is to stay anonymous as a collective. How did this come about? And, and how can you do that, you know, from basically from day one? Was this something that from day one, they knew this is how they want to operate? Or was that something that gradually, as they became more successful, they morphed into and then maybe try to delete their traces? Sure. Well, I am their manager and spokesperson here because, as you mentioned, they want to keep their anonymity. It's something that um, grew up step by step. Well, they are a duo, as you mentioned. They started the creating art in 2007. It was mainly physical art because blockchain uh, didn't exist yet. So they started with, the we can say, a digital uh, process, but as the society, the market, the, 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 the art institution were not ready yet. They need to convert in physical. And step by step, when in 2018, they enter as OG into this crypto art space, uh, helping uh, the space to be built up and working uh, hand by hand with the, the first platforms, the, the first collectors, they took the decision to, to definitely become anonymous so they they prefer not to speak in public and to focus on their art they are not interested in present themselves as single individuals because they are focused on their art and the art is this combination of these two different souls that are s and n and that together they can create the amazing artworks that we can we can see now all we know is they're in Italy and born out of Milano, actually, right? <laughs> well, they are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. They they spent some years in Milan in their 
can say past life, but they came from nature and decided to come back to nature because their environment is is absolutely the nature. They the the best surrounding for the creation. And that's one of the questions I wanted to touch base on is this, you know, idea of nature, living immersed in nature, being sort of geographically agnostic. So tell me a little bit more, how does like living in nature, and I think a lot of us have, you know, in the sort of tech industry, you know, made use of the fact that a lot of the startup companies basically went remote during the pandemic. And, you know, people were very fortunate uh, to work in an industry that allowed them uh, to work remotely. Uh, so probably a lot of uh, listeners can relate to this idea of, you know, going from the city life uh, to nature. How 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 does living in nature influence the work? Well, for Akatao, nature is crucial, essential, is, is the base. Uh, as said before, they came from nature. And for them, living in nature is, first of all, the most suitable environment for us, for as, as human beings. And, and maybe more feasible also thanks to the technology that free us from the social and economic needs of living in an organized but also unnatural cities and when they are in nature their their souls can be connected and then can and can create freedom awareness and sustainability are a consequence of this way of living and as they are not interested in the chaotic life of, of cities, they are definitely not interested in, in PR stuff, in, in being and attending events. They really want to focus on their identity, on their creation, on their values. And nature is at the base. And also in their artistic work, we can say lots of elements inspired by nature. It, it, it's really a necessity for them to be surrounded by nature and also during their day life. It, it's strange because they are obviously hyper-connected, super-connected, in touch with all over the world. But in the real decentralized way of, of this world, and, and I think that they are the perfect example of the Web3 space. So you can be wherever you want and you are connected with everybody no time zone, no borders, no countries, government, but they, they prefer instead of being in Milan or in other countries, in cities, they really prefer to be in touch with nature because when they switch off from their computer, they are surrounded by the power of the creative nature that is the inspiration for the artistic process as well. And I mean, just to follow up on that, you know, I mean, I would imagine that as an artist that is not anonymous, you get to engage in a lot of conversation at your exhibition, you know, with the dealers uh, and, you know, other kind of stakeholders, journalists, etc. And that kind of feedback loop probably has an impact on your art and, and the way that you create art. Um, is this something that the... You know, Hackatao do actively tries to find that type of feedback from, you know, the online channels, even being, you know, anonymous, kind of making use of technology to, you know, understand, you know, how it actually impacts and reflects uh, among other stakeholders of the art world. 
Or is it something that they are more removed from and say, you know, we create art the way that we, you know, kind of uh, come up with it. And, and you know, this is it, basically. Uh, and, and, you know, a little bit like, you know, the way that Henry Ford used to famously say, if, uh, if he had asked users back in the days, uh, consumers, what they wanted, they would have said they want faster horses, right? They, they wouldn't have said they want a car because they didn't know about it you know, the possibility of <laughs> sure. it. So, so how is that kind of, uh, you know, for an anonymous uh, art collective, you know, uh, how are they working with the feedback? Well, I think that stakeholders and feedbacks are something, well, not feedbacks, more stakeholders are something more related to the Web2, uh, to the traditional mm -hmm. art space, where you need, as artists, you definitely need a museum to take you into consideration, a curator, a journalist supporting you, a critic. And without all this tap and all these intermediates people, it's very difficult for an anonymous artist or also an emerging artist to mm. come out of the water and say, oh, well, that's my art. That's the opposite in the Web3 space. In the Web3 space, most of people are anonymous, but they are constantly in touch. And so artists can dialogue with collectors without waiting for the approval of a journalist, of a critic, of an institution. So obviously, stakeholders are always in the field. Moreover, right now, that there is a lot of buzz around this system. But the feedback is really direct inside the space. So channels like Twitter, like Discord, the social media are the new way to communicate. And Akatao is, is very inside this kind of communication, but they are not interested anymore in the other, we can say more public event, traditional events, and this kind of, yeah, we can say more web to media channel uh, that are, we cannot say old fashioned because obviously they are part of our day life. And we are very happy when some journalists are writing about Agatao and, and and they constantly ask for interviews and, and we very appreciate the good writings of the good journalism, but they are just not interested in, we can say, waste their time in the PR system and more be focused on their target <laughs> directly. And you recently collaborated with Blondie, you know, the famous uh, musician, of course, to create the Hackatow Blondie collection. Tell us, you know, how, how do you go about such a collaboration and, you know, what is it, you know, like kind of working with, you know, creators and kind of onboarding them into uh, the Web3 world? Sure. Well, the collaboration with Blondie was an incredible experience for Akatao as they are lifelong fans of, of Blondie. And it was a result of experiencing the NFT uh, as a breaking movement. Akatao are honored that Blondie grasped uh, this attitude of the NFT world. And um, you can say that in their artistic journey, they have often intertwined various creative worlds beyond music, films, and design. We are always launching collaboration. But the, the collaboration with Blondie was an inspiration uh, for the right approach in, in, in we can say, in the working way as the collaboration has been built up. And for, for Akatao, 
mm, this kind of collaboration also with celebrities need to be considered as equal collaboration, artistic collaboration. So Akatao is bringing their know-how in the yeah. art field, in the crypto space, and Blondie is bringing their know-how in the music field. And only in this combination of two artistic words, they can create a real artistic exchange. Everyone did their part and put their own spin on the project. That's what Akatao wanted and what, what they get as well, because art in this case, they, they are interested in art, not in speculative action. They are not interested in collaboration with, we can say just influencer, just to pump up the, the visibility of the project. The collaboration is at the base of this Web3 space. And for Akatao, it's something really essential. They really want to collaborate, but they want to collaborate only with, uh, we can say, an innovative, creative, constructive partner. So that was the Blondie, uh, the, the, how started the Blondie collaboration and how it is going on. And I read sort of, you know, I think one of the statements on your website was, you know, we firmly believe in the future power of crypto art, never leaving, never quitting against all odds. So now we find ourselves, of course, in a, you know, drastic decline of interest in, you know, NFTs in uh, engagement in prices, which, you know, obviously are also a reflection of general broad based interest. A lot of people will now claim, you know, this is it, it's, you know, it's dead, or maybe it's not dead, but it will never, you know, be as big as it used to be based on sort of, you know, how you see the, the market. What do, you, what do you think, you know, about kind of the current dynamics that we're seeing in, in the market? And also maybe as a follow-up, you know, um, what would you recommend for the, you know, up-and-coming artists who have not yet maybe sold the 4,000 NFTs and have the 12,000 you know, ETH already banked in this big bull market, but are starting out now and may really struggle to, to go on and, and you know, be able to finance this path for themselves? Sure. Well, Akatao has a real positive <laughs> vision. They think this is a physiological decline. And it is necessary also to clean up the space of the back actors, because we know that when the space started a few years ago, it was something quite niche, we can say, just few people involved. And also with the situation, and it was a real explosion. But an explosion also with bad actors and just a speculative side as well. And so this decline is something positive to redefine the technology and the creative and the economic dynamics of this NFT world. And NFTs are here to stay and to be applied to many other economic sectors as well. Digital art has found its natural environment to live and thrive in thanks to NFTs. And the question is, why should NFTs die? It is the language of our time. This is just the beginning. Those who say that NFTs are dead, 
would probably die first <laughs> that this is real. Uh, so, so that's this, the first point regarding the, what they think about uh, this, this, this current situation. And also regarding the, the, the bear market, well, Hakatao entered and grown in, in the bear market. And it is the best time, according to them, for an artist, as they could create and experiment without uh, the usual pressure of the art market. Because you know that in this moment, you are not selling a lot or the prices are not vast. So you can focus on creativity paths, on innovation, and you are not in the, I need to create because I need to sell. It's, 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 it's the perfect moment for a real artist and not someone that is just interested in speculation side. Um, so for, for them, this is, it is now the, the best time to experiment. And experimentation, innovation is at the base of their philosophy. And look at what has been done and... And do better, do something new is the right time for, for also for new and emerging artists to have this kind of approach when they are making art. Because for Akatao, one of the most important things is not looking at what has already been done and just try to do the same, but to be the first in doing something new. So taking advantage of this situation in the current market to go ahead. And your advice then to sort of the up-and-coming, young, struggling artists? Well, Akatawa, they are always very inside the market. They appreciate lots of artists that can be the traditional OG artists uh, since the beginning of this space to the new emerging artists not known yet. For Akatawa, as said before, the important thing is to have an artistic identity and an innovative vision because there are a lot of good artists mm -hmm. or good uh, designers or good, yeah, we can say just people that are trying to be in, in this system because they have abilities in terms of technicality. But what, what is behind the artist human being is this creative mind, this innovative approach, this unique style. And that's what they are supporting as well and, and pushing for. And the collaboration that we mentioned before are at the base of this with Web3Space. Also for that reason, Akatao, if we are considering, for example, the Remix Me project they did, they invite emerging artists and other artists uh, and people in general to participate and remix one of their artwork to discuss also the, the, the theme of copyright, to understand also this dynamic behind the legal aspect of the traditional art field, but also to, it was a real call for people to join and reinterpret, to, to, to give a reinterpretation of the Akatao artworks. And if we're thinking to another project that is actually their main project right now, the Queens and Kings project, the uniqueness of this incredible project is the fact that they were the first to give the possibility to the collector to co-create with Akatao because they created this collection of 6,900 avatars 
But the real innovation in the project is that these avatars are not just one NFT, but they are composed by several NFTs, like around eight to 10. And people can mix this trade as they want, creating the avatar that better represent themselves or that better interpret, interpret another topic. So for example, we saw during the Pride Month, amazing creation re related to, to the freedom and this gender fluid identity. During Halloween period, we saw other scary creations. So uh, it, it was something that gave the possibility also to Akatao to involve the community to be active part of the process, but at the same time to let them express their artistic journey, but always with an innovation in terms of tool and technicality, because it was something unique and never done before. Yeah, that, that is a great project. And, um, you know, everybody should maybe have a look that wants to dive deeper into, uh, you know, the different uh, NFT uh, projects that Hakatao has been launching over the past few years. Just go to hakatao.com. Final question from my side, 2023. Uh, lots of plans we uh, have come across for Hakatao, planning for a DAO, uh, maybe even a sandbox game. What can you tell us about, you know, for next year and the years ahead? Well, Akatao has lots of projects. We are always working on a lot of projects, and that's the amazing and funny side as well. And as said before, Akatao really believes in contamination of words. So we have collaboration. We just launched a collaboration with a famous iTech brand, and there will be... Uh, other contamination into movies, video games, everything will be interconnected. And um, in 2023, Akatao should release the Akatao sandbox game that they have been working for almost two years now. So it will be incredible. And uh, the journey of Queens and Kings will go ahead. So we, every season, we, we come out with new functionality, new tools, uh, new opportunity, new contests for, for our community. And um, yeah, there are a lot of, of interesting uh, projects uh, that are going on. And the idea is always to, to have our community involved. So also the reason why, as mentioned before, Queens and Kings um, was so revolutionary. And also we, we launched the freezing opportunity that allows collectors to get commercial rights on their avatar. So that is, is incredible because it's for free and they can do whatever they want, but it's also a sort of other contamination in other kind of fields, giving creative freedom mm -hmm. to the collectors. So lots of, lots of things. <laughs> Very exciting. And uh, Sandy, thank you so much uh, to, you know, you and also, of course, uh, the collective, uh, the anonymous collective for, you know, sharing your thoughts here. And maybe we see you in Berlin for next year's festival. And actually, just a, a quick plug, we launched our own NFT just yesterday. So for anybody listening who has been an attendee at TOA in the past, because those are the folks eligible here, you know, check out our channels uh, and get your free NFT. Thank you so much, Sandy. 
congratulations and thank you so much for your time and for having us. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the TOA On Air podcast. If you enjoy these conversations, please do us a favor and rate us on your favorite app. The data monkey needs to be fed. And don't forget to subscribe to not miss any new discussions where we share ideas from leaders across the field. TOA On Air podcast episodes are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and CastBox. And for any other information, please visit our website at toa.berlin. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.